Well, folks, you're listening to the Biscuits and Gravy Show. I'm Jason Kurtman, several hundred thousand miles from me, not quite that far. Sometimes it seems like it's that far. Is my good friend, my buddy, my companion, Mr. Jim Nelson. It's Jim, you wash all dry, Nelson. How are you doing, Jim? I like that. You like that? I'll wash I like you dry. That. That's, yeah, that's the way we do it. Yeah, back before we had the machines, uh, you know, that are built into the counters. You so, got a machine? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I used to I be the got, machine. I got a machine. <laughs> I, I did. I used to be the machine. And uh, no, I, I got one of those uh, machines, and I really, really like it. It came with the place when we rented it, and uh, I, I do like it. You, you, you still put as much work into washing the dishes, even with the machine, because you got to scrape the food off and rinse it and uh, you know wives i have learned not just mine but wives in general i think um like you to put the plate in the washing machine where there's no food on it whatsoever not even tiny little specks on it it's like okay what was the point of the machine yeah it seems that way but actually it's okay i I get all the food off i put it in there let it go through its cycle and it's you know it comes out nice hot steamy and clean much more cleaner than what i could get even even just scrubbing it so that's that's how that works. But yes, I I have a machine after many years of being the machine. So um, we're gonna play the secret word game in just a few minutes. I, this is pretty good. Before we do, I gotta tell you. Um, well, well, let's just handle the business, and I'll get into that. I've, I've got an audio clip, Jim. I want to play for you. You have not heard yet. Okay. And this is related to our rubber chicken club. We we got a submission this week, just a few minutes before we we went to record. Um, somebody sent me something. I'll elaborate on that in a minute. First of all, I want to thank our sponsor for just being who you are, our sponsor. Um, cue the music. Cue the orchestra, Jim. Ba-da-da-da-da. Or should I say cue the Jim orchestra? Um, so, yeah. Um, McDonald's Corporation. Great place for a Big Mac. Big Macs will make you happy, give you a smile, raise your blood sugar a little bit. But what a way to go. Big Mac's my favorite thing. McDonald's Corporation, nice place to get a 20, I'm sorry, a 19-piece chicken nugget set for your son or your daughter. Uh, of course, they don't sell them 19-piece. You just have to, you you sell it as a 19-piece after you try one. You can pass it on to your children. It's a McDonald's, I get you a 19-piece chicken nugget set. And, uh, you know, when they get old enough to drive... Be, prepare yourself when they get old enough to drive and go through the drive-through. They're gonna they're gonna be amazed that McDonald's increased their size by one. So you might hear about it. You might not prepare yourself. Uh, I want to talk about our fantastic website.com. That's where you can hear and then listen to all of our podcasts, all uh, 118 of them. This will be the 118th episode. And uh, vintagebiscuits.com will take you to the pl- same place. The Facebook page, the Biscuits and Gravy Bunch. The Rubber Chicken Club. I'm going to come back to that in a minute. We're going to uh, also ask you that you rate and review us on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you listen to. We are heard on the Leading Edge Radio Network, Q-Star FM Radio, KKTY Tiger Country Radio, WBM Radio, Good Talk Radio, Delmarva Talk Radio, and ApexRadioNet.com, owned by yours truly. Um, and I went through those kind of fast, Jim, because I got some good stuff lined up here. I'm, I'm excited and anxious to get into. Now, we talked about the Rubber Chicken Club, which if you get a, if you uh, win the Secret Word Game, of course, if we send you a Rubber Chicken because you won the Secret Word Game, you're automatically nominated, inducted, uh, listed on the membership rolls of our Rubber Chicken no, Club. 
volunteered in the military fashion. There you go. Yeah, in the military fashion. I like that. Yes. Um, we have quite a few people in our Rubber Chicken Club. One of them is not, but I think I'm going to have to put him in the Rubber Chicken Club because of his submission. And I don't have to even send him a rubber chicken, and you'll know why here in a minute. I got a video clip just a few minutes before we started recording that my brother sent me. He has um, his son, Daniel, who is named after me and an uncle. My middle name's Daniel. Has picked up a new instrument to play. He sent me a video of him playing the instrument along with his sister, and they're, they're doing a song Jim, you and I are both familiar with. The song is entitled, Isn't the Love of Jesus Something Wonderful? Here he is, Clara on the piano, my beloved nephew on the rubber chicken. And we'll play. I'm telling you, Jim, talent runs in our family. What'd you think? I Were you impressed? Guess so. Yeah. Impressive, huh? So I'm gonna see if I can't get his picture put up on the rubber chicken Hall of Fame <laughs> page that we've got. Maybe. That that'd be great. I thought that was pretty talented and pretty funny too. My brother, when he walked in the room, thought he was playing a kazoo. And he's like, Oh, you might want to take that to church tonight, you know? They maybe they'll ask you to to, to play something. And he turned around and had that rubber chicken in his hand, you know, and he's like, oh, well, maybe not. <laughs> so, anyway, Jim, we're getting ready to play the secret word game. And how this works, folks, is I'm going to mute Jim's headphones and then I'm going to give him, uh, I'm, I'm going to give you, the audience, the secret word. And then I'm going to unmute his headphones, give him three clues and see if he can guess the secret word. If he says the secret word anytime during the show, during the clue section, or after the clue section, send us an email to our fantastic website at gmail.com, and you too can be a proud, illustrious member of the Rubber Chicken Club, because you will be sent a rubber chicken, and maybe something else along with that. This is kind of a special episode, I think. Don't you think it'll warrant that, Jim? Yes, yes indeed. Yeah. Jim's deep in thought, I can tell. He's already trying to think of what the secret word could be before I even gave him the clues. So, all right, on the count of three, I'll give the audience the word. One, two, three. The secret word is train. The secret word is train. Jim, for $500, are you ready for your first clue? I'm ready for my first clue. Something you would do to a dog or a bird, but you would never do it to a cat. Uh, Take them for a walk. Okay. <laughs> Something... <laughs> a bride might have at her wedding. Um, something you would do to a cat, you would do to a dog or a bird, but never a cat. Uh, and a bride would have at her at, a at wedding. her wedding. Yes. Um. Oh, I'm, I'm snickering here. I, I told you I got you a good one for this one. A couple of times you've guessed it right on the first guess. A feed? A feed? <laughs> well, you yeah. feed a cat. You do, you that do. can't be that. Yeah, no, it's not feed. You feed a cat. Unless, um, you pet, you'd pet any of them. Okay. Um, <laughs> you'd pet a bride. <laughs> yeah. But you wouldn't, but you wouldn't, a, a bride wouldn't have a pet, a, a pat at a right. wedding. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it might be a wedding with a dog or a cat or 
some animal. Or a pet. A pet, yeah. Okay, you ready for your third and final clue? Sure. It is associated with at least three letters, H, N, and O. H, N, and O. If any of them will give it away, this one will. Um, All three clues in succession, something you do to a dog or a bird but never a cat, used by or might uh, a bride might have one at her wedding, and associated with the letters H, N, and O. Um, hun. <laughs> Hi, no. hun. How you no. doing? No, no, um, no. Yeah, it's not happening. And some of the listeners are like, I don't get that. H, N, and O. Yeah, look it up. Use Use the secret word I just gave you. And look up those three letters, and and you'll find out how it's related. Um, some of us boys who are, uh, some of us men who are boys at heart would totally get that right off the bat, uh, it, knowing what the secret word is. Not saying that Jim would, but he doesn't know what the secret word is. So we'll we'll tell him after the show, and uh, we'll go from there. So, Jim, what have you been up to today besides hanging out with me virtually? Uh, a little bit of yard work, church, of course. Um, and yeah. um a little bit of little bit of yard work that's been about it. We we've got a great pastor but I got to confess today I had a really hard time sitting through church. I did. And that's not something a good Baptist boy like me would confess to but I had my reasons for it. He um, was preaching about tithing again. No, wasn't yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no he wasn't but you yeah, that would be the case for most of us good Baptist boys but no. Um I uh I I did a pressure washing job last week Friday. Friday before this last one. And uh, during a break, I had unhitched my trailer from the car and thought it would be a good idea to sit on the end of the trailer and and drink uh, some water. Well, it's a new trailer, and I'm still not used to how it works completely. I sat on the end of it, and of course, it's only got one axle, and it kind of works like a catabolt. You put one weight on the end, the other end flies up. Well, when I sat down on the end, I went straight to the ground and kind of bruised my tailbone a little bit. Owie. Yeah, so I did something similar about three years ago, and uh, I actually fell off some steps and landed on my tailbone, and it took me literally three months to heal from that. Yeesh. And I, I'm about one, uh, one, not quite one and a half weeks through that, well, about one week into it. So I, I'm hurting a little bit, and uh, we used to have the hardwood pews, you know, the old-fashioned Baptist pews, I guess you could say. Oh, no. Yeah, we don't have those anymore. We have cushioned chairs. So I thought, well, I'll be all right. No, no, you, you, you're gonna hurt. You do something like that to yourself, you're gonna hurt for a while. So, but I'll be fine. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be okay. So, <laughs> but yeah, that's the only reason I had for uh, having a hard time sitting through church. We got out to the car, and I leaned back. Sarah says, "Can I do anything for you?" And, and being the good diabetic that I am on a Sunday, I was like, "Yeah, let's go to Dunkin' Donuts and get me a donut. I need a donut." And most people like, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> no, no, we went to Dunkin' Donuts and the line was too long. We thought, no, nah, we're not, I, I don't need a donut that bad. So we uh, just shuffled off on off and um, we, we ended up going to uh, another one of our uh, favorite little local places. So uh, that, that was my afternoon, came home and uh, watched a little bit of Dick Van Dyke with my wife, got a little show prep done. You called me about what? What? Three hours early? Say, hey, can we can we do two shows tonight? Something like that. I said, hey, let's try it. And, I, and the reason we're telling you all about it is so we have something to talk about. I'm kidding. <laughs> That's only part of the reason. So, matter of fact, I'm going to pull up my tracker right now. Jim, what, you got anything for us before we uh, we start rolling? 
I mean, I got, I got, you, you got know, joke, the usual jokes and usual quotes stuff. I got jokes and quotes. Go ahead, lay it on me. Uh, what's the difference between men and pigs? <laughs> Ooh, there's probably a lot of differences. I give up. Well, pigs don't turn into men when they drink. Ah, I've heard that. Uh, not from personal experience, of course, you know. Uh, but it so. happens. Um, Moses was leading leading his people through the desert for 40 years. It seems even in biblical times, men avoided asking the way. Mm, okay, cute. I'll take it for what it's worth. <laughs> we, were, we were getting ready to go into a debate there, but then I remembered it's these a, are the, these are the jokes. It's a stereotype. Yes. These are the jokes. Yes. Gotcha. It, 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 um, yes. Yes, it's better to let, in response to nothing in particular, uh, it's better to let someone think you're an idiot than open your mouth and prove it. Um, that was literally the next one, next one on the list. I, I, you know who said that, don't you? Um, or something equivalent to it was, was Ab- Abraham, Lincoln? Abraham Lincoln. It's better uh, to be thought of a fool, uh, being thought, it's better to be thought as a fool than open your mouth and remove all doubt, was the way he put it. Yeah, and the sound you hear in the background is uh, Fufu. Yeah, he's typing his memoir. Typing his memoirs. Yeah, self-published through Amazon, I'm sure. Yes. Yeah. Um, if a church wants to be- wants a better pastor, it needs to pray for the one that it has. Yep. I thought that was supposed to be a joke. That's actually serious. Yeah, I, I thought you were. Oh, he's gone into the quotes now. Okay. No, this is still supposed to be among the jokes. I'm, I'm okay. thinking that's not a joke. That's for real. Yeah. Um, my dad died when he couldn't remember his blood type. As he died, he kept insisting to us to be positive. Yeah. <laughs> but it's hard without him. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh no, photons have mass. I didn't even know they were Catholic. That, that's bad, <laughs> That's bad. <laughs> photons. Photons. Yes. Um, not a futon. Are a you photon. a Knights of Columbia, Columbus you know, member? No, I'm a photon. Mm, yeah. I'm a photon. Yeah. Right. Um, I started out with nothing, and I still have most of it. Right. Sometimes I feel that way. I did get, I did get some good news this week, though, Jim. Very good okay. news. My credit score went up. Oh. Yeah. It did. You know, I've been holding off on buying anything because Sarah and I are wanting to buy some land. We're not just wanting to buy some land, and, and, you know, in a house and everything. We want to do a construction build. And uh, we were we were notified that there was a problem on my credit report through no fault of my my own. I, I will not get into that, but I hired a guy to dispute it and get it taken off. And uh, it, it's a little bit of a process, uh, but my credit score did go up during this process enough to get the land and the house we want to have built on it. However, awesome. but I got to wait because some things are still in dispute. And I, if I start applying for the loan and everything else, it'll just mess the whole process up. So I, I was happy to, to see that my credit score had jumped significantly uh, over the last week. So that, that made, that made me happy. I'm a happy camper. I mean, hopefully I won't have to camp too long. <laughs> right. So, yeah. All right, go ahead. What's your next thing? Okay. Um, according to most studies, yes, people's number one fear is public speaking. Number two is death. Death hmm. is number two? Does that sound right? This means that the average person, if you go to a funeral, you're better off in the casket than doing a eulogy. I would disagree with that point. <laughs> I, I really would. I heard a story years ago about a... A terrible man in the town that just had died, and he left a wife and son. And 
they couldn't get none of the preachers wanted to do a eulogy so they had hired somebody from out of state to come in and do the eulogy and do the sermon and the preacher says well i don't i don't really know the man and they said well just do what you normally do so he got up and he started delivering his eulogy and he was ranting and raving about what a good man he was and there was a lot of people there that were at his funeral and there was because they wanted to make sure he was gone and uh just ranting and raving what a good guy he was and what a great person and the mother leaned over at the little boy and said, run up there and make sure that's your daddy in there. So, Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, in keeping with that theme. Right. Yeah. We, we should do a whole show on funeral jokes. Well. Maybe we shouldn't. <laughs> no, no you'll, get, you'll get my in keeping with that theme comment here in a second. Okay. A doctor tells a woman she can no longer touch anything alcoholic. Okay. So she got a divorce. Oh, yeah. That, well, that's in keeping with the oh, theme, yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, you know, uh, I I grew up. My dad was a, a minister that traveled frequently to downtown St. Louis to go to the Sunshine Mission, uh, and it was a it was a soup kitchen and a homeless shelter for men of the street, and that was my first the first time I I, I got a smell of an alcoholic beverage uh, the, that permeated about a person, and it was so strong. I I, I can still. You know, I was a cop for many years, and so I was associated with that smell. When I pulled somebody over, I could smell out the the, the scent of a, an alcoholic beverage. You don't want to say you can smell alcohol because alcohol has no smell, but the scent of a, the odor of an alcoholic beverage does. And right. when you're a cop, there have been police officers. There's actually video of this on YouTube of a cop being just scorned over and over and over because his report said he could smell alcohol, and the defense attorney got all over him and said alcohol has no smell, so you didn't smell alcohol. No. Well, if your report's inaccurate here, where else is it inaccurate? So I, I have been associated for my entire professional career as a police officer with what the smell of an alcoholic beverage you know, was smelled like. But I will tell you this, that the memory I have of that odor from being a child who frequented the homeless shelter in downtown St. Louis and later worked at one in downtown St. Louis, that smell is amplified from guys walking in and out of that shelter about a hundredfold compared to what you would smell when you pull somebody over who's been inebriated. Right. And, and it's it's really quite a difference. It, and as I talk about it, and I remember that odor coming from those men at the homeless shelter, it's so strong, even now as I think about it, I can literally feel it in the back of my throat. You ever you ever have a memory like that for a smell or something? That yep. you, you begin to get that sensation in the back of your throat? That That is weird. It, it just goes to prove that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Anyway, moving right along, Jim. <laughs> and, and when I say moving right along, I'm saying that to my benefit. Uh, so, yeah, what what else you got? Uh, let's see here. Some of these are like turning into, turning into, um, well, some of them are funny. Okay. I hate when people use big words just to make themselves look persipacious. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My therapist says I have a preoccup preoccupation with vengeance. We'll see about that. D yeah. That sounds threatening. <laughs> yeah. And the, this one isn't funny. It's supposed to be, but it sounds more inspirational than anything else in the sentence of life the devil may be a comma but never let him be the period right yeah um 
Oh, this is this is awful. Okay, if I was if I was nasty to the men, I'm I'm going to get myself in trouble the other direction here. My girlfriend was complaining last night that I never listened to her or something <laughs> like that. Oh, that's that's awful. I, I heard she she said I never listened to her, and I thought, well, that's a weird way to start a conversation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you don't yeah. listen to a word that I. You haven't yeah. been listening to a word. I, uh, that's a strange way to start a conversation. Yep. Okay. Um. Um, she wanted a puppy. I didn't want a puppy. So we compromised and we got a puppy. <laughs> it's not your sense. We compromised and bought a boat. Yeah. So <laughs> I got to spend some time on a boat last week. Did I tell you that? A little bit. Yeah, that was fun. I went down and visited my aunt and uncle and, uh, they live, uh, they, they travel around a lot, but when they're in this certain area, they just stay on their boat for a day or two at a time. And it was a wonderful experience. I loved it. I really did. If I was single, I think I would consider that as an option for, for a permanent dwelling. But being the married man that I am, and happily married, I'll add, uh, knowing that my wife... like wa- to keep it that way? I, I would, I, indeed, <laughs> yes. So, I, you know, that's that's a thought of, in another alternate universe, that might have happened. And, and, and in the words of our dear friend, passed on, Fred Rogers, that's okay. Um, but, you know, I, I did look at something kind of fun when I was looking at boats. I, I did look online and price some and stuff. You can build a pretty nice pontoon boat out of PVC pipe. There's there's quite a few plans and videos on how to do that. And uh, I'm thinking that might be a, a good project for myself or me and my, me and Seth someday, just for fun. Interesting. You, you, seen, you seen any of those videos? Not with the P, not with PVC, no. Yeah, they're pretty cool. Pretty cool. So, uh, Jim, before we uh, go back into your quotes, I, I, I want to apologize. We need to plug a couple of things that we normally plug. Well, that too, McDonald's Corporation. I thought we did that already. We didn't. Did we, we? did that already? Well, I was I was talking about your. If we didn't, here it is. Our sponsor, our corporate sponsor, sponsor is the McDonald's Corporation, and uh, Jim is our orchestrated uh, musical instrument for that. So yeah, no, I, I wanted uh, you to give us a brief synopsis uh, and where we can find your podcast. Oh, um, well, I'm on Anchor. Uh, dot com is one of the uh, actually one it's of the cheap isn't it anchor dot fm uh, yes actually right it's anchor dot fm um, you are absolutely correct okay the night chapel podcast is there um, it's also on there's a number of other places it's on it's on Google Play it's on Spotify um, actually it's on like seven seven different uh, uh-huh. platforms. But it's the Knights Chapel podcast where I handle uh, doctrine, apologetics, uh, a little bit of eschatology. Haven't really gotten deep into that just yet. But uh, try to show how the, this ties in with our relationship with God and our mission statement on the planet um, as individuals. That, that you're here on the planet. Uh, the fact that you're drawing breath means there's a purpose for your continued existence. Um, and, and how... Every seemingly random fact in Scripture is actually God revealing something about his personality to us and and just inviting us to love him and be blessed by that relationship. So you can find it by going to Google and just putting in uh, anchor.fm, James Nelson, or uh, Knight's Chapel, and the Google link will send you right to it. I see you have seven episodes up there right now. Yep, I'm going to be posting number eight tonight by hook or crook i'm gonna i'm gonna get her done hook or crook wow hooker hook what a name crook. uh this particular one is going to be why i'm not handling 
politics on my podcast. Okay. And I'll leave that was little it, tag out there for people to listen to find out why. It, was there something else, a synopsis about your overall podcast or something you wanted to tell us? <laughs> um, I'm not sure. You, you told me you had a tagline or something. Oh, oh my tagline. Yeah, yeah, the truth exists. It can be known and he is seeking you. Okay, that's a good tagline. You had another motto or something that you were you had mentioned before the show. Uh, I don't remember the okay. one I mentioned before the show, but the explanation of the of the previous would be that I find that truth is not a passive principle, but an active person in his name okay. is Jesus Christ. Okay. Jim, what I'm trying to get from you... I uh, don't know what you're trying okay. to get from me. Well, I had made a comment on the show last week. Oh, yes. Okay. and That, that I'm good. not for everybody, but I probably should be. I, I'm not a very good promoter, as you can tell. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but you probably should be, and that's right, because we were talking about, too, last week, how uh, there was times in our country when things that are advanced now were basic elementary then, you know, and, and I think that's true. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so you should be. That's right. I mean, I mean stuff like it, it, it blew my mind to find out that uh, things have devolved. I, I grew up I grew up as a kid reading uh, King James Bible. Right. So did I. And... And, and now these days they're like, well, as I was coming through uh, early college years, they're they're saying, oh well, yeah, that, but that stuff that's for like twelfth grade. I got out of, I I got past that. And I go, oh well, maybe second year of college. And I'm like, are you out of your mind? Right. I was reading this with comprehension, you know, as a as a child in the single digits. For our um, secular listeners that have. And I'm not saying this is an insult, just the way it is in this day and age, who have never picked up a Bible, whether it be NIV, KJV, whatever, Amplified, um, there are different versions, and the the language used in those versions is different. Sometimes, if you compare them, they have the same meaning. Sometimes, if you compare them, a verse is totally left out, for whatever reason. Um, But the King James Version, how would you describe the... The language used, the King's English, right? It is. It was. The funny thing is, is that people are people are like, well, that's that's Old English. No, it's actually Middle English, and it's not even the difficult Middle English. Shakespeare is by far and away more difficult than the King James Bible. But there's this running assumption that it is uh, really difficult to understand. And and I'm sitting here going. No, it's not difficult to understand, but as long as you let people keep telling you that it is, right, you will walk in the door trying to trying to sit down and read the Bible with with the assumption that somehow this is this is this is like eating broccoli, you know. <laughs> it's yeah. it's difficult, but uh, it's something I should do. And if you do that, you're really shortchanging yourself. I, I think a good a good foot in the door way to do this because I think a lot of it's just the way that it's read to you sure so if somebody went if somebody went on youtube and brought up the name alexander scorby i remember that name he narrated the he, bible he read the entire bible and and because alexander scorby was um a shakespearean play actor of his day right um when he approaches that language he actually reads it in a way that if you have zero exposure, you still have a solid chance it. of getting the vast majority of what's being said without sure. even trying to strain yourself much. 
Um, one of the other one of the other things that will run folks into a little bit of difficulty is if you try to use a modern dictionary to understand a Bible translation that was written, oh, yeah. that was translated in 1611. Um, so if you're if you're trying to you go you know hey I don't know what this word is I'm going to go ahead and look it up and then you end up more confused. Well, don't expect to have a dictionary written, you know, Merriam-Webster's in 2020 be able to cast, um, you know, comprehensive light on a Bible that was translated in 1611. Go ahead and get yourself a Noah Webster's and you'll be, and when I say Webster, I mean Noah Webster. Right. Um, you, you got, you'll be far and away ahead of the game in, 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 in trying to figure out what the Bible says when you do occasionally run into a word you don't understand. Well, you know, but, I, I've been KJV my whole life. And I have found KJV that, positive. Yeah, yeah, KJV positive, not B positive. <laughs> yeah, KJV positive. I have found that if there, you know, there's so many resources out there to help you understand uh, the the meaning of a verse or a word, uh, how it was how it was meant to be expressed before it was translated, even in Greek or Hebrew or whatever. There's so many resources out there. There's online resources. There's resources you can get at your local library. There's resources you can buy at a Christian bookstore. Personally, I, I like the online stuff. I'll look up a verse, and then I'll, I'll you know, look up uh, at what it, what it actually said in the Greek or the Hebrew, and then I'll look up the, the meaning of those actual Greek and Hebrew words. And there's just getting a Strong's or Young's concordance. Yeah, but when you're doing a little if bit of had, a study and you're trying to find out what exactly, yeah, you're right. Strong's concordance. That's one good way to do it. Matthew Henry commentary is another good resource. Um, so there's a there's a lot of good resources that are out there and f- and for free because a lot of them are online. Um, there was a um a, a website actually it was a program. I wonder if it's still in existence. It was called eSword. Yeah, I remember. I used to have that. I don't know um, if it's still there or not. That was a good here, program. I'm checking right now. Okay. Um. Uh. Yeah. Sure enough. Uh. Esword free Bible study for the PC. Um. All kinds of downloads. And last I checked, um, it had, you know, all sorts of Bible translations that were there to help out with that. Um. It's got a built-in Strong's concordance. And, and for those who don't know what the Strong's Concordance uh, does, is it comprehensively takes every single word in the Bible. I don't care if you're discussing the word "the." Right. <laughs> yeah. It will. It will have every single occurrence of every word that's in the Bible, and then you go, you look up your your Bible verse. It'll assign a Strong's number to it. Yep. You go to the back, and it'll tell you what that word was in the Greek or the Hebrew, depending on whether you were in the Old or the New Testament. Mm-hmm. And so, when people act like you know that this is somehow just way far and be and and the other cool thing about eSword, uh, besides the fact that it is F R E E free, um, is the fact that a lot of those classic commentaries like Matthew Henry's, Albert Barnes, um, and so forth, uh, Gill's uh, exposition of the Bible, it's it's there. Um, and, and, and these were classic, those were classic books that were like, Hey, if you're going to go into ministry, you know, you want these books and you'd end up paying an arm and a leg. Oh right. no, this you have online. You, you can download to your computer absolutely for FREE free. Right. And, and um, I think, but, go, and, go but ahead. that's assuming, that's assuming that a person even feels the need to go that deep into it. Cause sure. like I said, if all somebody did, was listen to someone who was familiar with the language speak the language. Right. Um, it, it that takes care of, in my opinion, about ninety eight percent of any sure. difficulties you would ever have. I'll tell you a little story. 
years, a few years back, I was invited to go to a, uh, a senior trip. And, and like I said, Shakespeare is by far and away harder to understand than the King James Bible, even though, um, they were at the same time. Um, it's just the way that they were structured. The King James Bible was designed to be read and understood by the masses. Um, but I went on this senior trip, uh, with a friend of the family and I was asked to be a chaperone. As it happens, where we ended up was in, uh, Stratford, Ontario at the Shakespeare Festival. Okay. And I forget what play we were watching, but it was, there was a lot of humor involved. Uh, and this was a public school. I want to stress that this was a public high school, uh, group that I was going with. As it happened, Shakespeare has jokes. <laughs> Shakespeare has Shakespeare's jokes. Shakespeare's got, Shakespeare has jokes. I think I found the title and for the show. Shakespeare has jokes. There you go. Yeah. Um, but there was no lag time in these public school, public high school students uh-huh. laughing at the jokes. Interesting. As long no as they didn't have to think about t- it. They did not have to think about it. And the difference was you had people who were familiar with the language, who knew how to read the language. Sure. And that made all the difference in the world. Um, and, and I love, I love poetry. I love Shakespeare. Um, given a moment's, uh, encouragement, which Jason dares not. <laughs> nope, um, ain't gonna happen. <laughs> ain't gonna do it. Wouldn't be why. Right. Wouldn't be prudent. It's like opening a Pandora's box, right? Yeah, because um, I know I know you too well, once, and I love you too once, well to let you do that read, to me, <laughs> right? What once read with comprehension, sure. and, and and inflection, and 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 passion for the subject, all of a sudden you find out that there is there is a there's a whole lot that ends up getting communicated in the nuances of uh, of inflection and, and and intonation and all of those sorts of things that just spells it out for you to the point and to the degree that you've got public high school students laughing sure. at jokes told by old bill old bill yeah yep maybe i shouldn't call him old bill because i think that's a that's a reminds me of a code. president no i think old bill was a <laughs> code word for the devil at one point oh, in our really? history. No, so so okay. Bill Shakespeare. <laughs> well, like I said, our former president. Uh anyway, <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Okay. You're, well, you're um wrong. interesting stuff. I guess what it boils down to is you don't have to be a Bible scholar to be a Bible scholar. There's so many resources out there. So Yeah. That's yeah. kind that of that e that is I'm, I may have to download on that. Yeah, on I'm going to have to check that out my, since I had that myself again. Hey, but um it's still there for free. If you don't mind, I'd like to uh, uh, progress over to another subject. This is something yes. I found this week. Um, Jim, do you, especially when it comes to dealing with the opposite sex? You know, of course, I, I don't do that. I don't have this so much as I used to. But you know, especially when I was a younger person, did you ever deal with insecurity? Oh yes. Oh yeah, yeah. I got oh, yeah. I got a list of things here that men. Why do you think I had all that time to memorize all that Shakespeare? That, there you go. <laughs> Yeah, mm. I wasn't memorizing Shakespeare because my because my docket was filled. <laughs> right. Yeah, get your mind off stuff. Right. So, um, no, there's I got a list here of things that it says, ladies, you're not the only one only sex that's insecure. Guys are too. The Huffington Post did a survey recently and they found a number of things uh, that would uh, based on men's responses that said that caused them to be insecure. 
And uh, one of the major ones, Jim, this is kind of funny, skinny arms. Skinny, I can see that. Skinny arms. Now, I, I told Sarah last week, I got skinny arms and skinny legs. And that's about all I have on me that's skinny, besides my wallet. Uh, wish my wallet was a little bit thicker. But yeah, I, I could see that too. Um, previous boyfriends. We talked about this too, me and Sarah did. And, and we come to the conclusion that if, you, if you're insecure about previous boyfriends... Unless it's you being, shouldn't be there. yeah, yeah, that's that's a thing that you you know, high school, uh, those kind of insecurities, you know, immaturity. That that kind of insecurity comes from immaturity. Uh, unless, of course, it's the other way around. Your girlfriend, if you're 30, 40 years old, and your girlfriend keeps bringing guys over to the house that you know ain't her brother or cousin. That yeah, you'd have a reason to be insecure. Um, so, but yeah, I guess that's both ways. Here's another one. I, I, tell me how you feel about this one. Hair loss. I can see that. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's a case as much as it used to be. Like me, me and my wife watched Dick Van Dyke and the joke is Mel Cooley's bald. And every time he walks into the room, room, buddy Sorrell's picking on him or making a, a joke about him being bald. Nowadays, guys who aren't bald shave their heads so they can be. Not everybody. I just, you know what I'm saying? It's stylish. And I have a confession to make. I've considered it. I have. But here's my thing. I, I, I got a pretty good head of hair. You know that. Um, I'm, I'm afraid that once I take it off, it might not come back like it was. (laughs) So I'm a little insecure about that. I wouldn't, I I wouldn't do it if, if if I were you. No, I'm not going to because I figured if you got it, flaunt it. Well, no, there you go. And (laughs) and you got a, you got a good head of hair. Your, your whole, you know what's what I'm working. It's part of my that. brand. Yeah, it's part of your brand. You should not. You should not alter your brand. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. I, see, I needed a little bit of that security coming from somebody else. So uh, another thing is not being in control of their lives. Been there. I think every guy's been there at one point. Not being in feeling like things are out of control in your life. Because hey, life happens. If you were in control of it. You, you you wouldn't have the joy of experiencing the excitement of change, right? But it is... R- go ahead. No, no, no. no, no go ahead. I was going to say, but, but it can make you feel insecure if you're at a point oh, yeah. where you feel like, especially, you know, if you're providing for a family, you, you got to have that income. You got to be in control of that, your job security, your own security. And if there's a shadow of a doubt that comes into play, then you you can start losing a little bit of your sanity, Worrying about that and feeling insecure. Well, yeah. Yep. Well, and, and there's there's a lot that's packed into that. I mean, because we're we're conditioned all our lives that our job as men, manly men, yes, manly men, is to provide for your family. Yep. And I mean, in, even in the Bible, it says that that he that provideth not for his family is worse, worse than, than an infidel. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So there's 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 reason there's good reason for that i mean sometimes you just can't help it yep sometimes it's just really and genuinely not your fault but yeah one more or actually two more here's the here's the next one white hairs in the beard white or gray hairs in the beard that i, I gotta be honest with you i i have no uh understanding of how that could make a man insecure no i mean sean connery yeah all day long in fact, I, I got to tell you a secret. <laughs> I've I've enjoyed here recently, um, with with regards to my 
my uh, second source of income being out and about. Yeah. And I have received compliments of late. Oh, I'll bet. Uh, I, I wasn't looking for it, didn't expect it, but I've had people like stop me and go, I like your beard. I'm like, why? Thank you. <laughs> yeah, right. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I was like, hey, that's kind of cool. Well, part of my brand for a long time was uh, sideburns. And I don't mean like little one inch sideburns on each. I mean like the big lamb, lamb chops. chops. Yeah, you've seen me with them. So, yep. um, but yeah, and, and there was a big joke where I worked. Like I, that was part of my brand, my trademark kind of thing. But, uh, and, and it's not, that's not, not everybody can pull that off. Yeah, but you I, do it, and well, you do it well. Oh, thank you again. It's yeah, like this, is like this segment, I, Jason. I could, not, I could not get, I could not get away with that. You would look like an Irish hitman if you wore sideburns like that. Oh no! Yeah, I you're, think you're you would. Right. I think you yeah. would. You ought to do it just, just so we can see. You're not gonna pull it off. Just you know, grow them for a few weeks and just get a couple of pictures, and you know, we we would see. So yeah, you would you would look like an Irish hitman from the seventies, yeah, <laughs> Chicago, yeah, or Philadelphia even. But um, I you know I have dabbled in the uh, just for men beard coloring. Okay. And yeah, it takes out the color, makes me look a little bit younger. I, d- I did it as an experiment experiment. But I have skin skin conditions too, it makes my skin really sensitive, and I I kind of get an allergic reaction to that. They they tell you on the just for men hair coloring products, to put a patch on. Just do a patch for about two or three days to make sure you don't get an allergic reaction. I've done this several times, and the results have been consistent. I'm like, I won't have an allergic reaction. I soak the whole thing in. Three days later, I'm itching and scaling. Oh, no. And I'm like, I'm not doing that again. Three years later, hey, there's the boxes on sale. I think I'll try this again. Same results. So I got to keep myself away from that. That's like, from to me... You know, somebody once told me I was vain, and I, which I promptly told them to step aside. They were in the way of the mirror. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm a little bit vain, but I'm honest enough to admit it. And and here's why. When I get into my bedroom and I close the door and I stand in front of the mirror, I know what I really look like. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but hey, you know, comb the hair, put a little grease in, the hair dryer, the hairspray... Not so much anymore, for reasons I just explained. The hair dye. Don't really, don't really do that anymore. I'm starting to get gray hairs coming in. And I will admit, and I say, in, not in my beard, but in my actual hair. Um, not real pleased about that. It's not what I would prefer. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. But as long as I've got the hair, I'm not going to cut it off or shave it. Not going to do that. So. Not planning on it anyway. Like I said, as long as I've got it, I'll I'll flaunt it, for lack of a better word. Last one, Jim. Are you ready? All right. When dealing with other people in a relationship, calling or texting too soon or too late. Can you relate to that at all? Before I make my confession? Hmm. I don't know. Okay, I'll just be flat out honest here. When I was dating, this was my biggest hang-up. And and here's why. I I would meet somebody, <clears throat> wink wink, and think this person is too good for me. I don't deserve this person, so I know this can't last because it's it fate will pull us apart. But we would text, call, communicate, and if the individual was late from work, 
or late to an appointment and didn't text or call me? I thought, the first thought the devil would put in my mind was, see, she's too good for you. She's already reconsidering you. This is over. This isn't going to last. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and then you then you start going about to make it a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, you do. And I really had not, to... Not really, but that's kind, I, of, yeah, that's kind of the effect. You're headed that way. Yeah. So Because you, your, your insecurities start doing the talking. I, I got really, really worried one time. And I, I know the loved ones are, are li- going to be listening. And this is an amazing story. Through, throughout our relationship, and well, actually before that, um, we've talked about the, the train whistle and the wind chime moments. I, I went for a walk because I hadn't heard from my loved one quite some time, and I was starting to worry, get concerned. I went for a walk to get it off my mind. Well, sometimes when you go for a walk to get something off your mind, it has the reverse effect. You still keep thinking about it. So I decided to pray and put it all in God's hands. My our train my train whistle moment is actually a train whistle. Anything related to a train, that's confirmation to me. And I'm walking down this dirt path and I'm I'm praying, give me a sign, give me a sign. And I I look up and about two and a half miles away, plain aside, I can see it. Off in the distance there's a train coming around the edge of the mountain. I see it. And I thought God, that was too easy. I'm going to throw the fleece out there again. If everything's fine, if I'm just overthinking this, just give me another sign. I literally took two steps forward and kicked something hard, and I reached down at my foot to see what it was. You've heard this story before. It was a railroad spike. And I'm two and a half miles miles from the track at least. The train never went through there or anything. Some kid probably went to the tracks, picked it up, carrying a couple of them home and dropped them on the trail. That's by divine appointment. By divine appointment, of course. So, <clears throat> but anyway, that's that's my story. Calling or texting too soon or too late can definitely make you feel insecure, and I can relate to that. And it shouldn't, really. Because, hey, what what is it Doris Day used to sing, K-Sara, Sarah, whatever will be, will be. And if God closes one door, he's going to open up another one. And, you know, you never know. You might have wanted the Volkswagen behind door number one, and lo and behold... God said, open up door number two, and it was a Lamborghini. And that's what I got. So, anyway, that's my thoughts. You got any, you got any thoughts off the top of your head that, of things that would make a man feel insecure? Oh, a letter from the IRS? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that make anybody secure. I, that's not a man. Yeah, <laughs> I got one of those once. Said I was being audited. When I was in my early 20s, I ran a, a little company under the table. Wasn't making much money. I was just kind of, I figured my, I could always kind of, well, I'm just like the kid that's mowing lawns door to door. But I did a, I had a little uh, group, me and t- t- uh, two or three other guys that we did security. I was in charge. It was my operation. So I privately contracted with these other guys. Well, one of my clients got audited by the IRS. And sometimes when a client gets audited, you get audited too, which I did. And ended up having, over the course of three years, to pay $10,000 in back taxes. R- roughly about $10,000. I think that was the amount. Might have been three or four. Either way, it seemed, might as well have been $10,000. I mean, now, now I'm questioning. I don't remember the exact number. But uh, it was a lot of money. And, but I, and I had to pay it back. And uh, at the same time, I was dealing with another thing that I did have to pay $10,000 on. Thank you, State Farm. Uh, so maybe that's what I was confusing it with. But yeah, I can see a letter from the IRS would cause you to feel insecure. Or 
a letter. <laughs> Here's a good one. This will make your hair stand on end. You get a letter in the mailbox and the envelope says in the return address, attorney at law. Yeah. Yeah. You're probably not getting invited to the reading of a will. But uh, anything else, Jim? Did you think of anything else? Wow. Uh, oh, oh, no, you're making me feel better. <laughs> oh, well, good, good. You're, you're, hey, I don't have that yet. When you hear your boss say, hey, come in here, close the door behind you. That's that's one from personal experience yeah. I used to hear all the time. So good stuff. Uh, here, Jim, we, we talked about this. We got a few minutes left here on the show. Do you ever get your, find yourself hard to get motivated in doing task? Just, you know, yeah. I mean, you know, like some people take a week off for vacation to stay at home and do chores around the house. And the first day they get up and they're like, oh, you know what? This feels good. I don't have to go to work. I'll cook myself some eggs. I'll watch a TV show. I'll, I'll sit in my robe in the recliner. And before you know it, it's Thursday, right? Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't me this week. I did really good. But I thought, what you know, I thought, what are we, what are some ways to motivate yourself? Coffee. Co- yeah. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> Refreshing wake me up or pick me up make a deal with yourself hey after i'm going to do this one task and after i do it i'm going to eat a bowl of ice cream that's that's a good way to do it give yourself a, a an automatic when you complete it you give yourself a break and a treat act like it this kind of like goes back to the smile thing we talked about it um act like you're motivated let's see ask uplifting questions in the morning move the goalpost that's a good one i've done this before you're giving yourself a a goal that was just Way too big to even get close to. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't do much for your, <laughs> for your feeling of security. Um, yeah, move it, make it, make your goal more attainable. Do something small and create a flow. I do this. You gotta, gotta clean a whole room. Start off with just the corner of a desk. Go around the room clockwise or something. Yep. Do the toughest task first. Mm, yep. That's one way. Yes. Some something to come to mind. Now this is like a, a workout thing. Sure. But you can apply this to anything. Okay. Um you know what I get get to the gym and I, I go to uh get on the get on the treadmill. Uh-huh. And one of the things that I found that kinda helps me out is I'll start out at a pretty easy pace, kick it up, kick it up, and I'll I'll pick an increment, whatever that increment is. Every five minutes I'm gonna kick it up in difficulty, either in speed or in elevation. Or what have you. Uh-huh. Um, but then I'll get halfway through and I'll take it down a notch and take it down a notch and take it down. Sure. A notch. And what I've ended up finding out is that I end up, I end up kicking it hard, um, in ways that younger men are going, my goodness, you burnt how many calories doing that? Right. Not that, not that you're trying to burn calories, but I think, I think I was getting up to six, seven hundred calories. Hey, that's a big Mac and a half in a, in an in an hour on the on the treadmill. <laughs> yeah, but by the way that I would do this, um, but yeah, you you work your way up incrementally, but and as soon as it hits to that point where you're just screaming, you take it down a notch. Yeah, knowing that in another five minutes, when you're when you feel like you're screaming, you're going to take it down another notch. And right, it's a way to get get through some difficult. Some difficult well, things. Here's another way. When you compete, compete with yourself, not others. Oh, yes. I, and I've done that before. Like, yeah, at work. Okay, I did. Uh, my goal was uh, eight yesterday, eight of this one task. And uh, you know what? That was a good number for me. I think I can get 10 today or nine today. 
you know. And I, I had one day uh, where I had particular tasks that I do each day. Usually my goal is four or five. One day I hit 17. 17. I was rocking and rolling. The next day, um, I knew that that was a quirk. I wasn't going to be able to do that. But I thought, hey, you know what? 17 yesterday, maybe I can get half of that today. I'll try nine. I beat nine. I got nine. So compare yourself with yourself, not others. Because obviously the uh, the the parameters... The um, I don't want to say the geographical equations even uh, can be different for somebody else than they are for you. What's your right. skill set? It's going to be different. You you know different things. So that's one way. The other way is the other thing is is that yeah. if you if you keep sorry no go ahead if you if you if you're only competing with yourself, then all of that nonsense alpha ego yeah. stuff is gone. Th- that. And there is a point yep. in which that stuff just gets rather toxic. But if you are, if the only person you need to beat is the person you were yesterday, yeah, in, invariably you're you're probably going to be the top performer in the room, if if anybody's paying attention. Yep, yep, absolutely. The next the next one is remember your successes. That will motivate you. Don't remember your failure failures or your shortcomings. Um, another way way is to just remember to have fun. Don't make it a task, a chore, or a job. Make it uh, like a game, a competition with yourself. Get out of your comfort zone. This is something that I have to do every now and then. If I'm not making my goal, I go, okay, what do I got to do different? What you know? I'm so used to doing it this way. What can I change? What can I do now to make it a little different? And sometimes when I do that, I end up hitting my goal. Here's another. Yesterday, yeah, go ahead. Yesterday, I got out with the with the kids and was going to teach them some martial arts. And I yeah. realized I got some really brainy kids. Yes. Coordination, I don't want to say it, it's not their strong suit, but that there's not been a lot to, to demand that out of them. Right. So I'm like, okay, pick out some music that you like to move to. Oh, yeah. And, and then we stepped outside, plugged the music into the speakers on the van, and... And moved around. My my daughter is a little bit self conscious about it, and and when I say move around, I'm thinking more in the lines of martial arts. Sure. But but hey, at this point, I'm just trying to influence their nervous system to 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 move with a rhythm. Um and uh, and and so that was a thing that we did. And the point was, let's let's have yes, I'm teaching your nervous system how to move, but also uh, have some fun with it. Yeah. Yep. All the serious stuff, that'll come. But let's just get out there and have some fun with Along it. Along with what you just said comes another one, which is make use of your creativity. Yes. Exactly. Uh, another one is, and this goes along with it too, listen while you move. Listen to something. Muse, whether it be music, for me, during the day, <laughs> Amazon or Alexa, play Zig Ziglar. That's a big one for me. That's what I like to do. Of course, think out your side your box. We kind of talked about that a while ago. And number 25, and this is, I, I didn't read to all 25 of them. Some of them I skipped. But the, the one on this list, the last one, is make each day count. Live every day of your life. And that, that pretty much boils that down. And uh, some pretty uh, pretty good uh, tips and points on how to motivate yourself. Of course, Jim's favorite is get a big cup of coffee. Which I like that too. For, for, yeah, for me, it's uh, any diet soda with the word zero in it. So I say cup of coffee only because they don't provide monster and IV bags. There you go. One of my yeah. favorite things here recently is the <laughs> sugar-free ice cream bars. There's a couple of companies that make them locally. I had two before the show. 
and uh, they were good. I'm going to probably have two after the show here in a minute. So good stuff, though. Lots of good stuff. What we, Jim, we've had an interesting show, and, and I, I will uh, just let the audience know that Jim and I kind of did this all. I, I had this last list of how to motivate yourself. Aside from that, Jim, I don't think we really had anything planned to talk about before the show, did we? No, we were kind of shooting from the we, hip. We were. Sh- that's a good way to put it, shooting from the hip, and we did it without shooting our toes off. Of course, you had a twice as much chances doing that as I did, <laughs> only because you've got twice as many toes as I've got. So, yes, you'll have to listen to the old podcast to understand that. Uh, folks, I will tell you this. I, I make the joke, listen to the old podcast. This is like one giant miniseries. Of, of Jim's life and my life together through podcasting. We refer to a lot of things that we've done and said in, in past shows sometimes, like because you are my friend, uh, that sort of thing. So if you haven't listened to the old shows, some of the earlier ones are absolutely hilarious compared to what we do now. And, and then again, some of the ones we do now are absolutely hilarious compared to the ones we did then. I'm glad I was able to clear that up for you. I'm glad uh, you cleared that up for me. Oh, there's San Antonio George. We made it, Jim. <laughs> we made it. Woo. Uh, so anyway, folks, uh, don't forget to tip your server if you have one. And uh, above all, make a friend this week and definitely spend time with your kids. It's the most important thing you can do uh, in your own family circle. And uh, don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. Jim. And please turn on your Amber Alerts. The life you save may be someone that you know and care for. Yes. Y'all have a great time. Don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. And don't forget to spend at least a couple of dollars on your favorite Big Mac. Or my favorite Big Mac. However you look at it. Y'all have a great night, morning, day, whatever you want to call it. We'll see you next time right here on the Biscuits and Gravy Show. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody.